Hello, this is Phil from That Dan Film Show. And that over there... This is Dan. Hello, Dan. Hello. You are right. I'm good, how are you? Uh, we can do real <laughs> podcasts like this. I can't. You I'm committed now. Anyway, welcome to episode... Oh, God, no. I've already lost it. So, episode 13. Yeah. Quite a dark number, I'd say. Yeah. I'd say, you know, unlucky for some, unlucky for some. Exactly. However, which way you want to look at it. But in the case of this podcast, we're talking about a damn good film. We are. and uh, Two in a row. Two Kitching. in a row, indeed. Uh, Tenant quite new and Palm Springs, well, that's even newer than Tenant. Oh, shit, yeah, let's give away what we're talking about. Never mind. <laughs> Done now. Yeah. So we're talking about Palm Springs. Um, God. Before we go into it, though, we've got to do our usuals, our usual little shout outs. We do, we do. And uh, I don't know whose turn it is, but I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> um, so you can hit us up at facebook.com oh, dang. forward slash that damn film show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And twitter.com forward slash Dan Film Show. We are also on Spotify, iTunes, and probably most other things now. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think that's how iTunes works. You put it on iTunes and it spreads everywhere else. <laughs> like a virus. Like Apple themselves. Yes. They're in everything. Indeed. Vi- They're in your house. Viral virus. They're in your brain. They're sleeping with your wife. <laughs> what? The Apple? <laughs> yeah. That's an impressive piece of equipment. Oh, yes. Uh, Steve gets the jobs done. Well, he did. (laughs) Dark. (laughs) He's not really dead. Oh, my God. This took a dark turn. (laughs) Whoa. Anyway, kind of, well, film doesn't take a dark turn. We'll get into that. Anyway, that was the socials. Let's begin. And uh, this time, you've got the much easier to synopsisize. Palm Springs, kick yeah, off that. I kind of like how this has worked out. Yeah, it's a bit unfair on me, to be honest. I have to talk about Tenet, one of the hardest ones to synopsisize, and you get Palm Springs, Indeed. which is... Essentially Groundhog Day with two people. Exactly. Um, there's there's a bit more to it, obviously, than that, but that is the initial premise, as it were. Um, and, yeah, so that's that's the setup. Pretty much. I oh, guess. it's in a sunnier location. It is. It's, it's not freezing cold. This no, time. no, it's in uh, California. Um, it is. And basically, I think we should probably kick it off with um, how it's a time travel film. We certainly should. I mean, I kind of just said that. Yeah, it's Groundhog Day, but with two people, which they're continuously repeating the same day over and over again. Yeah, so it. I guess it's not strictly time travel, it's more time loop. Time manipulation. Time manipulation. Oh, we'll re- rename the themed time manipulation, because, well, tenants, do. Yeah. 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 Yeah, whatever. I'm happy with it still. Tra- you're travelling through time. Technically, every film They're technically travelling travel backwards in time, because every time it, the time loop starts again, they've gone back. So it is time travel. Well, any film is time travel, because they're travelling through time, so... Oh, God. Can we keep it light and breezy for this one? <laughs> After I'm the last one, I'm still recovering. I'm still reeling. <laughs> Go on then. All right, yeah. So yeah, it, it's time travel because they're going, they're repeating the same day over and over. They're stuck in a time loop. Yeah, mm. a bit like freaking lockdown. To Pretty me. much, yeah. What are we, April now? I mean, June? I mean, March? What month is this? What year what is, is this? time? There is no time. Let's do the time loop again. Yeah. And it just repeats that same line over and over again oh for eternity. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it anyway. So. <laughs> anyway, Palm Springs. What should we? Spring of Palm. 
Should we kick it off with the usual? Got a little bit of synopsis. We'll go into more when uh, you know we get into the old spoiler section. Yeah. But I think we should kick it off with the good old-fashioned acting. Slice of acting. Certainly have. From the cake of performance. You've got a wedge. You put it on your plate. And you might even get a spoon or a fork, whichever you prefer. And if it's a particularly good a- actor, <laughs> you get a cherry on the top. You do. And that's... I can't say what's that. That's what this film is. Got some good acting. I was going to say that's <laughs> cacting, but that does not sound good. <laughs> oh, God. That sounds like an unfortunate accident, really, doesn't it? Yeah. An accident waiting to happen. Oh! oh. Anyway, let's kick it off with uh, Andy Samberg, because I'd say this is probably... I mean, it's not purely serious, mm. but this is probably the most serious role I've seen him do, I guess. It's hard to describe, but yeah. I yeah, it's bloody good, really. Yeah, it's got, it's obviously, it's got his um, style of humour, um, kind of what he's well known for. Mm. But like you said, there is a more uh, serious. And slightly tone. darker tone to oh, him. Oh, definitely, mm. definitely. Yeah. Which I really liked. I think he um, played his character very well. I mean, he's still got, I mean, if anyone's seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine, he's still kind of got that slightly slobbish, you know, 30s guy not you know in his 30s kind of guy but the way he plays it in this is is slightly different and shows that he can do that more well i mean again in brooklyn 99 there is serious moments with him but i feel like this had a lot more of that and really showed a bit more acting chops as they said chomping you know, on the cake bit of pork chop bit of acting chop what they say um anything else you'd want to say about mr sand sandberg sandberg yeah, so his character of Niles is, um, yeah, multi-layered. I mean, you've, he he kind of plays the goof. He does play up the goofball. Yeah, um, and he's quite childish um, at times, but there is this dark cynicism to him lying underneath. Mm. Um, he's got this quite almost bleak outlook. Yeah, um, and he uses humor to mask that which is quite a nice inclusion mm. um, because a lot of the time humour can be used as a self-defence tool yeah. to hide what you actually feel. Um, That's kind of what comes across in this film. Definitely, mm. definitely. Um, and yeah, yeah, no, really good performance. Mm. Um, I'm not a massive fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, mm. um, but I really like this. Yeah. Um, and I do find him funny. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a depth to his character that I didn't really find in what i've seen of brooklyn 99 mm. um and yeah no he gives a strong performance um and he's you know funny when he needs to be and serious when he needs to be which is you know the exactly what you need in yeah. this kind of style of film i mean like you say you, you're not really a big fan of brooklyn 99 you haven't seen much from him in it nine to, to be <laughs> to be fair he does have more serious moments as the series gets a bit later um Especially like series two, there's a few bits in there, and then it gets a bit more serious in later seasons. Um, I haven't seen the absolute latest season. I just wait until it's on Netflix over here. But yeah, he's got some good moments. I've not really seen him in any other films. I know he's in them. I know he did a few ones that shall not be discussed with... um, Oh, God, I've forgotten his name. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, thank you. Mm. Oh, I tell a lie, I have seen him in Hot Rod. Have you ever seen Hot Rod? I've seen bits of Hot Rod. <laughs> it's quite funny, actually. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's sort of traditional early 2000s goofball movie. Mm. And I think it worked quite well. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, he, he's a very good 
co-lead because I'd say the actress in it is also in it slightly less, but kind of catches up as well. So kind of a balancing thing. But overall, yeah, he makes a <clears throat> he makes a compelling like lead character, mm. and I think he was. I'm not sure if he had a hand in the writing of this because I know he, I'm pretty sure he produced it. Yeah, he produced it. Um, but yeah, he definitely definitely hit that character very well. And it feels like I can't really imagine someone else in that role. They're, someone else could have done it, but he does it so well that it's very easy to accept him as that role. Sort of yeah. It, yeah, yeah, he's he fits. He definitely fits the character of Niles very very nicely. Mm. Um, and like you were saying, obviously, it is a a kind of a co-performance mm. um, because if anyone has seen Groundhog Hog Day or not seen it, uh, you'll be aware that Bill Murray is the central character. It's all told from his perspective. Mm-hmm. And then he's repeating this time loop, trying to get things just right. Um, and that's what this film starts off being. Mm. Um, <coughs> and But then <coughs> it develops into something else because when they introduce Kristen... Melotti, who plays Sarah, mm-hmm. um, it then starts to happen to her. Um, yeah, th- we won't say how, but there's a way that they both become stuck in the time loop, and then it becomes she arguably gets just as much screen time. Yeah, and it it's almost <clears throat> switches their perspective from time to time, mm. and they do things, don't they, where they repeat the same sequence, repeat the same sequence from, from her the other person's perspective. perspective. Yeah, I feel that was um, well. We'll we'll kind of mention it now, but I feel that was a really good, unique part of the film that it did show both sides pretty frequently. But we'll come into that in a second because let's talk about what was her name? Yes, Kristen Malotti. Kristen Malotti. Seen her in a few things. Mm. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. She's in. She was very good in that. Uh, she's in a Black Mirror episode. I cannot remember which one. I know. Yeah. I remember seeing Hang her in on it. A minute. Doesn't she? It might be the. Um... The space one, the Star yes, Trek it one, is the, the USS, the space one where they uh, are. I would spoil that, but yes, it is that one. She's yeah. she's bought into it. She's the new character. Yeah, um, she's in How I Met Your Mother as well, <clears throat> um, and a few other things. But yeah, she's always pretty good. But I'd say this is probably my favorite thing I've seen her in because it was a bit of a different role for her. It's somewhat similar to her Black Mirror character that she's a bit rebellious sort of thing. But this was a bit more, um, like her her character was a bit more desperate sort mm. of thing to to escape everything. I think that worked quite well. Yeah, and um, <coughs> funny you should say that because <coughs> I, I definitely got that as well. That from the get go, she just wants to get out. Yeah. Um, and with Niles, he's almost resigned to it because he's been. I won't specify how long he's been there, but he's been doing it a while. Yeah. Um. And he's pretty much given up. For um, anyone who knows how long Bill Murray is in Groundhog Day, it's a lot more. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> a lot longer. Yeah, just <clears throat> just a, just a smidge. In fact, um, it, if I remember rightly, uh, wait, I'm doing maths. It's exactly five times more than Groundhog Day's time. So I'm not technically spoiling the film because they don't mention it in the film anyway. Okay, the writer mentions it, but. If you know what the Groundhog Day one is, this is five times longer. Got you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, following on from that point, actually, the the cool thing with uh, Sarah's character is 
because she's like very from the get-go she's quite dramatic but not overly dramatic Mm. but just how someone would react if it happens to them straight off the bat yeah um you almost feel more connected to her character because you're obviously (laughs) coming into it for the first time yeah whereas with niles he's he's kind of been doing it so long it's just his life now but what's nice as the film goes along is that she kind of takes the attention for a bit because obviously she's freaking out so much and she's kind of there's this outpouring of emotions but with Niles it's slightly different it starts to his barriers start to break down and it's almost like her arrival has triggered that mm. and it's like a painful reminder yeah um, of what almost it's almost reality like a, was yeah too. it's almost like a dual-edged sword because mm. on the one hand he's like oh great i've got someone else here with me yeah but on the other hand she reminds him of actually the fact that it's not okay yeah and he shouldn't be complacent about it basically in hell (laughs) yeah or purgatory yeah so um what would you want to what do you want to do next delve into well there is one other actor, but I don't want to say who it is because that was kind of a surprise. Yeah, that is a nice little so, surprise. Um, if you if you've seen, the, I'm not sure if he's in the trailers or not. I don't think I they are. Not as far as I'm. Um, but ultimately, they're in it. They're more of like a hey, this actor's in it, rather than necessarily being a required character. Mm-hmm. Like they were more of like a a running a running gag character rather than being an actual integral part if you took him out it wouldn't have really made much difference but it was still interesting to see them in there and they did a good job as well we're not going to say who mm-hmm. we'll mention it in the spoilers but they did a good job i feel um it was a slightly less angry version of that person and it was still pretty angry <laughs> yeah. slightly calmer slightly. almost <laughs> to the point of lulling you into a full sense yeah, of security. Yeah, that was, was going to be nice. <laughs> yeah, and a bit more kind of easygoing, uh, bohemian. And then when something happens to said character, there's kind of like a switch being flipped, <laughs> yeah. basically. Um, uh, but the other, it, the other, <laughs> the rest of the cast are kind of familiar faces. Yeah, actually, you know, um, the parents, the parents, stuff, the groom, yeah. yeah. Um, and they give strong enough performances. They're more there for comic relief mm. um, as opposed to integral parts of the story or, you know, the, there's not really much serious stuff. It's a little bit with Sarah and her sister. Yeah. Um, but but the main focus is on Niles and Sarah. Yeah. Um, so it does, it has an indie feel to it. I mean, it technically is an indie film. Um, it's it got, is, it, yeah. yeah it's, quite, it's, it's quite small budget. To be fair, it's only like four locations the entire film. Yeah. So yeah, it must be definitely got that sensibility. Mm. Um, and it's a Lonely Island production as well, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Which I suppose is how Ant is Andy Samberg's produ- producing side of it. Mm. Is it Sa- Samberg or Sandberg? Samberg. Samberg. Thank you. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> I've seen his name a hundred times. A berg of sand. Berg of sand. Yeah. A sandy berg. Sandburger. Sandy Berg. He's a Sandburger. He is a Sandburger. Sandy Berg. Would not be nice. <laughs> Don't go back into the Finnish <laughs> impressions. I was doing um. Oh, Swedish I, chef. Pietre. I remember. Pietre. 
He'll show up occasionally, Pietri. Yeah. Piet- oh, I can't even say it now. Pietri. Anyway, that's uh, that's acting, I would say. Yeah, that's covered Should it. Should we, uh, I think, we'll do them slightly out of order. Music, because that was quite a, a lovely little surprise for both of us. Really good soundtrack. It certainly was. It was a kind of a mix of, it was a bit of like the past four generations in there, really, wasn't there? A bit mm. of 80s, bit of 90s, um, <clears throat> a few more modern songs. It definitely had an 80s vibe. Yeah. Um, with even down to things, it's not music related, but the lettering for Palm Springs. Yeah, it's very... The setting. Mm. It's all Malibu-esque, isn't it? And the the tropical shirts that looks were fashionable. like GTA Vice City. That's what it looked like. But it in the desert. It does. It does. <laughs> um, it's got all those kind of landmarks of an 80s film mm. show culture that sort of thing yeah and then then obviously that feeds into the soundtrack and it's just a really good soundtrack um and that bit when magnum pi showed up was really weird <laughs> oh sorry spoiler <laughs> um he was the one who just flipped yeah he just went nuts that's the mystery actor <laughs> um but yeah like i don't think it was any original music i think it was all like there songs. is a score there, there was, is a score uh-huh. that's like it dips in and out between mm. the the songs, but because there's quite a lot of songs, kind um, of, yeah, you the score is more in the background. Yeah, it's not really, um, it's not a focus, but the music that is used is very good and adds to adds to each scene, especially which was I think both of our favourites was the Genesis song, which is, yeah. which song is it called? Brazilian, I think. Brazilian, yeah. and uh, yeah, that was that was both a very noticeable song for both of us, sort mm. of thing. I think that played really well. I've listened to that since we watched the film actually yeah so, yeah. yeah me too well, there's, there's <coughs> if you're if you're into your 80s music i mean there's kate bush there's leonard cohen there's cindy lauper there's mm. you know and and some of it's used it's used well because some of it's used comedically yeah um to kind of play up the scene that is playing out and some of it's just for a catchy montage um it, it's all it's a nice Nicely complemented mm. and uh, quite a variation because I wouldn't say I like all this. I would listen to all those songs. I mean, I'd listen to certain ones like Genesis and Kate Bush, but I wouldn't listen to all of them like separately. Separately, the but the way they're used, either ironically or however, it's like the dance scene, well. for example. Yes, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, well, I think. Uh, this is a weird one because when we were watching it i didn't notice this but mm. thinking back on it cinematography was very good i thought yeah some really nice camera shots and yeah. i didn't when again when i was watching it, i didn't pick up on it but as soon as i look back on it like the aerial shot of when he's in the pool on mm. the the floating pizza slice really good shot um there's a few scenes when they're on like the i don't know it's not an actual highway but the really long roads they have in america that go on for miles there's one of their of those two and it's very nicely lit and sort of good angles of their faces and everything i don't know it's just it was looking back on it it's a very nicely shot film it's very um not basic but sort of it's, it's a bit it's simpler in a good way it doesn't go nuts with its um shots but it's all quite personal shots sort of thing mm. which i think works really well yeah it's not trying to make every shot innov- innovative yeah because that sort of film doesn't need to mm. um, but the shots it does choose it, it'll mm. occasionally throw in a nice style like <clears throat> i'm pretty sure when 
she first enters the time loop and freaks out. Oh, yeah. That when she's walking towards the pool, it's a bit of shaky cam. Yes. And obviously that reinforces her kind of frantic state. And I love it. Well, again, this in the trailer, but when she jumps in the pool and the underwater shot then, mm. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. She just starts screaming at him. That was great. And there's simple <laughs> techniques. So as I mentioned earlier, there's a shift in perspective. So you see it from both Niles's side and Sarah's side. But they actually change the camera works different. Yeah. Um so you see the scenes differently. And that does have different a different angles. And that does have a different impact on how <clears throat> that scene's playing out. And in particular that scene we just talked about where she jumps in the pool because it has a totally different feel to it when it's from Sarah's perspective. Yeah. And that's a nice little touch. Yeah, they um, did a good job there. Yeah. In fact, how long was this film? It was only an hour and a half. It's quite it? a short film, about an hour and a half. It didn't feel an hour and a half. It felt like a really good length. Yeah. But it felt longer and not in a not in a bad way. I know that can sometimes come across as the wrong idea. But I didn't start watching it and go, oh, you know, they're not going to resolve this if this is only an hour and a half long. It always felt like there was enough time to go for it to resolve the story. And thankfully it does. But Yeah, yeah. because also <clears throat> on the flip side of that, <laughs> You can't. You can only go so far with that premise, mm. um, because it is a riff on Groundhog Day, and I was surprised how much it's. I found it still quite original. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel like, oh, this is just a cheap version of Groundhog Day. Mm. It felt like a. It, it's it's very obviously based off a of Groundhog mm. Day. There's no getting around that. But that simple twist of what if this was happening to two people instead of one makes all the difference and makes it so interesting i mean don't get me wrong the actors and the characters and the writing makes it amazing as well because yeah. what's interesting is they don't really do anything the same as groundhog day it's almost like they watched groundhog day and went right we're not allowed to do any of the things that bill murray's character does they don't go on food eating binges they don't go and like drive themselves off a cliffs multiple times sort of thing like he does or steal the um uh the groundhog in fact, there's even one bit where Andy's is it Niles? Niles, Niles uh, says Niles. That he he quickly learned that terrorizing people isn't fun because although yes, there's no consequence to them, there's still a consequence to himself because he remembers doing it. And even though no harm has actually come to that person, he still like has that regret of doing that stuff. I thought that was really good because they basically went, now nah, you're not going to see him go around randomly stabbing people because he's gone insane because he doesn't want to because he's actually a good person as well. But Yeah, which, yeah. which again is, is why it was a good idea that <clears throat> Niles is already established. Yeah. Because he even says, as a bit of throwaway dialogue, oh, I've tried killing myself, this, this and this. It's not fun, trust yeah. me. And it's it, it makes it so that they're not repeating the same notes as Groundhog Day. Yeah. Um, and because Sarah's quite a different character, she does things in a different way. Mm. So I won't say any more than that, but her her idea of what to do is different from Niles's. Yeah. So Niles is almost mm. the character from Groundhog Day, but because he's done it already, you don't have to sit through and be like, oh, well, I've seen that before, I've seen that before. Yeah. And because Sarah's doing it differently, it does feel fresh. Yeah. Um, in fact, I've just realised <clears throat> there is a... Uh, they do riff on Groundhog Day in the... Now, obviously, we, we all know that the thing is going to repeat multiple times. So, again, that's not really a spoiler. But they try the the whole um, doing a good deed thing 
to mm. try and escape, which is obviously how he escapes in Groundhog Day. He helps everybody. Uh, when they try, it doesn't work, but she she assumes it's going to. And yeah, it was it was another good little joke. The way that things progress through that film is is really interesting, and in how like the days continuously repeat and how things change. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely got enough. <laughs> it's strong enough to stand its own two feet, which is exactly. an important thing, um, because you know at this point or throughout any point there's only so many stories mm. um, and it's not about telling a wholly original story it's about telling a story but in your original way you know exactly so there could be two westerns with similar <coughs> themes but told in completely different ways exactly i mean like you know every, every form of storytelling or even like design is kind of based off of something else i mean mm. heck let's take some of the most biggest inventions in the world the ipod is just the sony walkman but with a hard drive instead of tapes and like it's same same with video games like if you take something like i don't well one of the newest games cyberpunk 2077 that's just gta set in the future mm. you know and in first person basically i mean there's obviously differences on top of that but everything is always derived from something and this is derived very clearly from groundhog day but that in no way makes it a bad bad thing. I mean, heck, Live, Die, Repeat, that um, Tom Cruise film is kind of Groundhog Day issues, yeah. but set in war instead of peaceful life. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So yeah, there's, there's no detriment to that. It's a very good film. And it was a very chilled out film as well, I thought. It was very like, you know, just sit back and relax. You know, Which was very it. nice <clears throat> to follow after Tenet. Yeah, Tenet is not a sit back and relax no. film. Tenet is like a uh, what's happening, but in a good way. <laughs> yeah, it's um, with with Palm Springs. There's enough conflict and drama, so you know it's not just mind numbing. <coughs> like you know, there is a there is a deep deepness and darkness to it. Yeah, but it it there is a there is also a lot of good humor. There's some kind of nice cheesy montages there is yeah do like um, a good cheesy montage yeah which again is bringing in the 80s thing i guess um so yeah it's it's it, i would say it's a feel-good film yeah um but just in in the way that what i think is a good feel-good film there has to be something to overcome for it to yeah. feel good it has to have some darkness for the good to feel yeah. good otherwise yeah. it wouldn't feel good yeah exactly well, I think that's all there is to talk about non-spoilery. So yeah, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else we haven't covered. Um, I guess maybe quickly talk about the rom-com drama side of it. Yeah, um, I suppose so because it is technically a rom-com, but that normally the idea of a rom-com is like has a bit of a stigma to it because mm. it's normally cheesy kind of expected story sort of thing whereas this does have a few twists in it admittedly um it is but yeah in like in a in a good way it's it's a good rom-com so to speak. yeah yeah but it, it's it's definitely got those sensibilities uh, i mean if you take a film like when harry met sally i think that's a good film i think it's a little bit overrated in my opinion but mm. There, there is a lot of that film where they're really not seeing eye to eye. Yeah, um, it's not just mush, mushiness, and it's got quite a zingy script. <coughs> um, and they're both rivaling each other for um, the role. It's, it's, yeah, it's not like anyone's dominant in it. Um, they, you know, it's a good, 
um, playoff. And I think you have that with these two yeah. characters and actors. I mean, again, I, I couldn't really say which one is the main character because mm. they're both on screen pretty much the same amount of time. And both are just as important to the plot. Yeah, with, and there's yeah. nice moments where they call each other out. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, I mean, that's what you want in those sort of films is characters to turn around and be like, no, you're being stupid. Yeah. Um, or have you actually thought about it this way? And almost, I think, with a good rom-com or rom-drama, you want there to be conflict because the characters are challenging each other. Yeah. And I think that's what ultimately they they form an attraction because it's like, well, no, you're challenging me on you're not just making it easy for me mm. and you're making me reassess things. And, you know, that's that's what you want, someone who can challenge you and yeah and so yeah kind of the yin yang thing gives the exactly like the well gives the interesting plot basically Mm. well i always use this voice when you know what time it is then i know exactly what time it is he's uh he's just pulling up now (laughs) must go faster (laughs) must go faster must go faster (laughs) Uh, just drives through the house (laughs) oh god don't tell him that. Just wall crumbles. Bloom. Uh, <laughs> is that how he'd get out of his car? No, that'd be us go like shaking. Our oh, shaking our fists as he runs away. Gold bloom. Damn you, bloom man. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think there's only one more opinion left to get. Mr. Goldbloom, do you want to tell us what you thought of Palm Springs? Take it away. I refuse to believe that you aren't familiar with the concept of attraction now there is a man who knows about that subject oh yes all too well oh yes there's no it's a reason they called him gold bloom oh yeah, mm. chicka, chicka. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway if you uh, don't want to hit the spoilers i suppose we'll hear you on our next episode but if you do want Shown to hear the spoilers then get ready because we're going to talk about them right fucking in 30 seconds now. Okay, we're doing now. <laughs> doodly doodly doo. Now you have the 15,000. Oh, sorry. I was going into who wants to be a millionaire there. <laughs> Damn. Can, can I win that? No. Oh, okay. Well, Offer that. rescinded. I just keep doing a podcast until someone pays me millions. And then fucking just leave this place. Yeah, anyway, right, spoilers. You calm down now. Uh, so who was our mystery actor, Dan? Let's uh, keep, not keep the audience waiting. It was Jay Jonah. James, I mean J.K. Simmons. <laughs> Imagine if it was actually J. J. James with a cigar. And yeah, he comes haircut. in and he goes, "God damn time loop." So yes, he's also in the time loop, and well, I'll let you tell the story of why because <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> so this actually is a precursor to Sarah getting in, although we don't find out and Sarah until. It, you know it, we're following her mm. but, but before that happened <clears throat> um he managed to get jk simmons's character roy roy also trapped in the time loop <laughs> um and instead of i mean sarah overreacts um oh yeah we're in the spoiler zone so i yeah, can, yeah, say, can say how essentially there is a cave out in the desert that at a certain time of night uh there's an earthquake and the cave just turns into a time uh, a, a portal for yeah. which you can go back in time but once you enter it 
you're fucked. Yeah, that's that's you, you in that time loop. If you die, you're stuck in. The, you're, you'll just revert. If you end the day, you'll revert. If you go through the cave, you'll revert. No matter what, you will go back to the start of the day. Yeah. So that cave causes the problem. Indeed. But yeah, Andy Samberg's character Niles takes J.K. Simmons' character Roy through the portal after snorting loads of cocaine. L- loads of cocaine and. Oh, they don't do mushrooms. That's a different part of the film. No, but the cocaine's multicolored, so I'm that sh- is true. That was a bit weird. I don't know what was happening there. And they but... seem, they seem also on more psychedelics. Mm. The way they are, that's true. Maybe they took a cocktail. But basically, at one point, Roy says, "Oh, I wish this day would never end." And of course, Andy Samberg's already in the time portal, and basically, he takes him through the cave, and now he wants to kill him for trapping trapping him in this time warp, and it's hilarious. It has echoes of Jumanji. Yeah, um, it just shows up randomly. To the point he'll just show up and have like a bow and arrow and shoot him yeah. in the leg or the back <laughs> or run him over. Any any form of retrib- retribution. Hit, hit as a cop at one point with yeah. a fake moustache. <laughs> yeah, which is very actually thinking about a Magnum P.I. style. It was, oh my God, Magnum P.I. was in this film. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Um, Imagine if Tom Selleck had just got out of the car <laughs> as his partner, and then yeah, and then in the back was David Harbour in season three of Stranger Things, where he has that whole <laughs> Magnum, Magnum PI yeah. look. Man, what a trio that would be! The hey, Hopper trio, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, he's trying to kill him throughout the film. His his character's a little one note until he eventually stops chasing him, and he realizes he can just enjoy the day with his family each time. Mm. Um, that's a really nice sequence actually. that was actually yeah even though he's not really a big character uh he serves as a kind of a, a, a story it is a storytelling tool but he reminds um niles what's actually important mm. um which arguably sarah does as well there's a lot of people turning around to niles and being like you need to stop thinking of it like this you need to sort it out yeah you need to get away from it which on the one hand may seem a, a bit kind of well why didn't he figure this out already but he's fallen into the he's almost he's fallen been into there so the, long yeah should well, we should we explain? yeah we can say now so according to the writer it's 40 years 40 he's been years. there so like there's bits where um sarah asks him what his job was before he went in there and he just can't remember yeah because he hasn't had he hasn't been asked it or had to think about it for 40 years Mm. um so you know it it means nothing to him but he's fallen into essentially a a form of depression that he literally can't escape from because he can't kill himself to escape it like he wakes up some mornings just asking his girlfriend at the time to just kill him and she laughs it off and of course it wouldn't make a difference if someone killed him or not but um yeah it's it's an interesting because like, like bill murray's character sort of gets a little bit of depression uh, sorry groundhog day gets a little bit of depression then starts getting back into trying to escape and then gets a bit crazy and then eventually figures out he has to be good to everybody in this he's clearly been trying that forever and now he's just lost mm-hmm. his mind and he's stuck there um but then sarah's character comes in she does that for a little bit and the relationship starts building between them. They start to fall in love and everything. But then we essentially find out um, her dark side as to essentially... Basically, every morning she wakes up and we can hear someone in the shower nearby. In fact, we didn't mention this in the previous bit, but the entire film is based around a wedding. The repeated yeah. day is at a wedding. Um, yeah, she wakes up. There's someone in the shower. We don't know who it is. 
much later on we find out that it's the groom the groom the husband to be of her sister and that she slept with the night before and when she wakes up to that and realizes she's gonna be stuck dealing with that and if she escapes she's still got to deal with that she essentially starts to fall apart a bit and uh, then that's when she decides that she needs to figure she essentially decides i need to get out of this mm. gets killed by a truck and then repeats every single day learning which is i thought was a really good twist learning astrophysics quantum and physics, quant- yeah. quantum physics so she can figure out how the time loop works and figure out how to escape it and amazingly she does so they escape it using science yeah bitch yeah. Science, science mr white uh, <laughs> no exactly <laughs> i thought it was a really good way of doing it it's a great way of doing it because i said this to you after we'd seen it but in any other film circumstance you'd be you'd be at the point of well how could she learn quantum physics yeah. that fast but if you're in a time loop you've got all the time they in the world. never actually express how long she's been there either yeah so it could she, have been she could have been there hundreds months of years. years uh to i mean to gain an understanding of quantum physics and mm. if you're not scientifically minded anyway i mean heck she's got a lot of job prospects when she gets out yeah which spoiler alert we're in the spoiler section they do get out mm. at least well they do but it's very very quick isn't it they literally go so it's yeah it's, it, it's yeah. very snappy like how they revealed that they've escaped basically yeah and i did think it was going to be ambiguous for a moment i did yeah which would have been nice i would have been fine with that yeah however i was it's it's such a uh, easygoing film that i was also quite okay with that thing that they got yeah. out because you do start to like the characters and you do want them to succeed yeah. so having that clarification <clears throat> is quite heartwarming yeah and i think um i to be honest i reckon there was probably a multitude of endings to this film there's probably one where they don't there escape. was there was was there yeah oh, there uh, apparently <laughs> um andy sandberg would had to show the various different endings that the writer came up with mm-hmm and director obviously to the to his family and work out which ones were the best mm. so apparently there were loads of different endings they he, wanted i wonder if they've actually filmed all of them because uh, like uh yeah yeah because he showed them to his it? family oh like, yeah he screen, showed, oh, okay nice them. so hopefully on like extras or something or like maybe on youtube somewhere that would be awesome because i'd love to see one where they don't escape one where you don't see what happens um one where they just die <laughs> imagine if they just did one so they <clears throat> sarah tests it on a goat oh yeah and they don't know where <laughs> the goat goes i would love an ending where you find out what happens to the goat <laughs> i'd watch that yeah that'd be cool uh that'd be good i'd watch that um i think uh there's not many other spoilery scenes but i do like the scene where they're both on mush magic mushrooms and see dinosaurs yes that's pretty good and that is ambiguous that is yeah um, yeah so they see these uh is it diplodocus the big one with a long neck yeah brontosauruses the giraffe dinosaur i know brontosauruses are thin at one end fat in the middle and thin again at the <laughs> other end a gi- giraffosaurus a giraffosaurus <laughs> but um Yes, so they take magic mushrooms, they see that. Because of the nature of psychedelic drugs like magic mushrooms, they could both be seeing the dinosaur. Cause shared tr- it's a bit tricky because there could be a shared trip 
it could be that they're both seeing different things but think they're seeing the same thing. yeah so it's i mean it, it's kind of the perfect <clears throat> drug for a scene because yeah. it can make it well, who knows yeah yeah or maybe they've been on mushrooms the whole time <laughs> maybe maybe we're on mushrooms <laughs> maybe that's why we had such a good time watching it i think that's true <laughs> um i think that's pretty much it the rest of the spoiler stuff there's nothing in it that i would say needs spoiling i liked the scene where um niles goes to roy's house and sees what he does on a more normal day and then in order to not have to drive like several several hundred miles to get back to the the wedding he just asks him to kill him so he stands in a bin and he arrows him at point blank range that's pretty <laughs> funny um funnily enough it um there are elements that reminded me and i think it did it better um i think you've seen there's a film called passengers yes yeah i like passengers you film. know he wakes her up mm. and then he confesses that he's done that they fall out and then they kind of well, they're getting on at first and they fall out when she finds out and then they mm. get back together. That kind of has that layout in a way because obviously they don't get on at first, then they start to connect, then he has to admit to her that they've actually slept together yeah. before, that he's done it before, um, which obviously makes her close up. Yeah. And then they fall out for quite a long bit and then at the end they come back, come together. back together. Yeah, and, it was nice. And it's, yeah, it's got a nice progression it is very conventional, but because everything else is weird and unusual, mm. I, I I think that's what makes it stand out. I've seen a few the the weird hybrids like sci-fi rom-com dramas. There's another one called which is technically time travel. We could possibly do it, and I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> Safety not guaranteed. Safety not guaranteed. Nice, but that's similar. It's it's a very in a way generic setup mm. of a man it doesn't always have to be a man and woman but but two people um falling in and out of love throughout the film yeah but because everything else is so otherworldly it makes it stand out mm. um and yeah it gives it a really nice distinctive flavor it does hints of the unknown uncharted <laughs> Where are we going? That's a different podcast. Indeed. I want to talk about passengers now, but we can't. We'll do passengers when we do a sci fi one or something. Yeah, we could do. That's true. Anyway, I can't think of anything else. I think that's wrapped it up nicely. One thing we didn't really mention in it, to be fair, is it's quite a funny film. It's it, very funny. It's, it's very yeah. It's got uh, some good humor. In fact, you've reminded me. Obviously, we were saying how it doesn't do the Groundhog thing of showing him trying to kill himself. You know the things that are specific to Groundhog Day, but it does have a little bit, and they're nice kind of snappy montage sequences when he, when we first see Niles, you kind of well we figured out that he he was already in the time loop. Because he's doing this choreographed dance. Yeah, he's doing all these things like taking people's drinks at the yes, perfect moment. and it's and perfectly timed. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then later on, when there's a moment where they are getting along really well, they start having fun in the time loop. Mm. Um, but again, because it's there's two of them, it's slightly different. Mm. Um, but it's got that kind of... It's a very got a very snappy editing style. 
Um, even little things like I like the way every time they wake up, it's like a close oh, up of their eyes. Eye, it's always the same shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a nice beat <clears throat> and rhythm to it. Um, mm. it. Yeah, it's just solid. There is one piece of this film though that I feel didn't wrap up. Was do you remember at the end after she's made her big speech, and then the old woman comes up and talks to her and says, "Oh, I guess you'll be leaving soon, so I best be on my way." Yeah. Now, if you you can read that as She's just saying you're leaving the party soon, but it's the way it's done no way. makes it seem yeah. like the old woman is in there as well. She's in the time loop as well. There's definitely something there's else. There's something else there, but I, they they don't go any further with it. So It could be why there's multiple <clears throat> endings. It could Maybe be there could have been another ending. Yeah. Maybe she was secretly the goat. Well, you. <laughs> oh God. Well, you had a theory that maybe they're all in the time loop. Yes, there was. So there's multiple points in this film that, like, you kind of start making your own theories as to what's going on. And the one I had was, what if every single person at the wedding was in the time loop and they'd just been there so long that they just decided to just repeat the same day over and over? Like well, they just repeated what they normally do. Well, what's clever about it is some of the people's reactions do seem a bit odd Mm. like when he goes to the bar he causes a lot of trouble yeah and it takes quite a while until he gets thrown out or punched yeah um also at the wedding characters like the barmaid she seems very reserved uh, very kind of it's almost as like she's she's familiar with she's yeah she's dealt with him sort of thing before but it's a she's a cleverly written character even though she's a minor character because it could also be that being a barmaid she's just seen this type of seen person idiots before times, yeah so yeah there's a nice um amb- although the ending's not ambiguous there is little ambiguous points mm. which which make you wonder and you know there's a bit more intrigue to it as well there is a there is one gag in it though that makes me that did make me laugh was the uh sex montage where it shows all the people that andy samberg's characters had sex with which is pretty much everyone at the wedding, except yeah. the bride, who he cannot get to sleep with. <laughs> uh, there are some really good jokes in that film, I must admit. Yes, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's it's it is very funny, mm. which is uh, another key thing, because you know it can be it can have some great drama, it can have some cool kind of time loop ideas, um, riff on Groundhog Day a bit, but not too much. Mm. But if it sets itself up as a comedy and isn't funny then you know it's it's not really doing what it says yeah exactly but i think it does yeah um, definitely yeah does a good job right i suppose we'll call it there signing off thank you very much for for i was gonna say watching then what are they watching now thank you very much for listening watching our ears i hope you're enjoying time travel themes so far We'll probably do this for about another six-ish weeks. We haven't really decided yet. We'll do it for several weeks, then we'll move on to a new theme each time. We're not going to tell you when we're going to change, because we're awkward like that. We're going to change it whenever we fucking feel like it. Yeah. And you're not going to do anything about it. However, we're not going to change it after this. We do have a few more. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That would be hilarious. Nope, we're done with that. Time travel season. Logo thrown out. Yeah. Fucking all the work. Oh, that's the point. Well, well, I'll do that next time because it won't be in the spoiler section, though. Yes, Uh, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. Thanks for listening. And... Get out.